Welcome to another edition of the Gold Nose Podcast. I am your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not an insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me, in my opinion. Other information comes from the internet. Today is February 14th, 2020. I got about five different segments for this episode. I hope you enjoy it. Let's go ahead and get started. First segment is entitled Florida State Duke Basketball Game Thoughts. And here's what I wrote about that. Florida State Duke Game Basketball Game Thoughts from Monday night. I thought Florida State played a good game. Obviously, we wanted to win, but give Duke credit. Um, they won the game. They answered every challenge uh, when Florida State tried to come back. Um, uh, Florida, hopefully, Florida State will make a lot of noise in the uh, ACC and NCAA tournaments. Um, their bench is deep. They play great defense. They just need to hit shots. Um, Florida State uh, may do play their game. Um, So, with better offense, I see Florida State getting the win if they see each other in the ACC tournament. Um, 20-4 and is a very respectable record. If Leonard Hamilton isn't coach of the year, then the award is a joke. Um, They made the Elite Eight last year, um, so we need a Final Four berth this year. This program is becoming elite. Man, I watched my first game Monday night um, because basically the way it's been working out, every night they've played, I've had to work. Um, So I finally had a night off where I got to see a game in its entirety, and I was impressed, man. I mean, defensively, they played a heck of a game. But like I said in the um, the, – in the little written statement there, they just couldn't hit shots. And um and Duke just played played a better game. Um but what F- Florida State does best, defense, rebounds, real deep on the bench, that that's what gets you really far in the NCAA tournament. So we'll see how it works out. Um I think this basketball program, you know, you got to start giving it credit at some point. Um, So we'll see how everything works out, man. I hope they go real deep in the tournament. Um, Moving on to the next segment, which is entitled, Who Will Be the Starting Tight End? And here's what I wrote about that. Um, Who will be the starting tight end? Cam McDonald has to be the leader in the clubhouse. Uh, Upshur returns and might be a serious challenger to McDonald. Um, Everything. Let's see. Everything is there 
for McDonald except blocking. His blocking needs work. Um, if he can get his blocking up to snuff, um, you might have a first-round pick. Um, Upshur blocks better than McDonald. I've never seen him run any routes, so I can't comment on that. He left Florida State and came back, and now Upshur might be the starter. Boatwright and Marcuson are the freshman tight ends. They might see some playing time. Um, I don't know. Norvell has stated that uh, the tight end position is an integral, integral part of his offense. I can't wait to see how they will be used. Um, just from watching the Memphis uh, offense on YouTube, the uh, the tight end is is heavily used in his offense, man. Um, and we know Cam McDonald is definitely a receiving threat. The only question marks about his game. It's really his strength and his blocking. So if he can somehow, you know, get his strength and his blocking, you know, on par with, you know, some of the other tight ends throughout the country, hey, man, you got something special on your hands. Um, Like like I said in the statement, I don't really have – I the other three guys, I they haven't really – I think I've seen – Upshur in a couple of games just blocking. I've never actually seen him run routes, so I don't know, you know, his receiving ability or his route running ability. And we already know my philosophy on freshmen anyway. I always wait one year before I start to uh, analyze them. Um,. So that's it for that set that uh segment. We're gonna move on to the next segment, which is entitled Could the ACC ever get two teams into the college football playoff? And here's what I wrote about that. Could the ACC ever get two teams into the college football playoff? Um not no, but hell no. <laughs> you think the SEC would allow that to happen? Uh, no way. Listen, in 2005, when the undefeated, um, when that undefeated Auburn Tigers team got left out of the BCS title game, um, from then until now, I believe every championship game has had an SEC team in it. Um, so the fix is in. Um, the Southeastern Conference is college football. And the SEC will be represented every year, no matter what. Vanderbilt could run the table. They getting in. Um, the ACC uh, doesn't have the booster money like the SEC. It's a fact. So until the ACC gets their money way up, it's a moot point. Um, two ACC uh, teams in the college football playoff, that is that is very comical. 
Um, it would never happen. The bottom would have to fall out of the SEC, SEC for this to happen. Look, man, we all, we, everybody knows it's the, it's the SEC bias, man. Okay. I, I think I've, I, I think in the last 20 years, I've heard Kurt Herbstreit say one time, maybe once, that the SEC was down. And that was the year that Auburn went undefeated. And they didn't get in. Ever since then, he don't say anything negative about the SEC. Not like that. Um, Because when USC was on their run, hey, man. I don't think they played an SEC team. In the in the um, they didn't play them in '04 or '05. They got the SEC really got back in it in '06 with Florida. That's when they they've been on that run since '06. SEC's been represented every year in every title game. So it is what it is. I mean, they've let two loss. They've let a two loss. SEC team into the national championship. So the fix is in, man. Okay. Um, so let me know what you think about this segment. I mean, I'm telling you stuff you already know. Um, I'm gonna move on to the next segment. And it is entitled This Year's Slate of Comic Book Movies Stink. Now Please don't take this segment the wrong way. Okay? Because it's going to sound like I don't want, you know, people of color to play comic book characters. And I do. But let them play the characters that, that you know, that, that, that portray them. You know, if, 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 if Cyborg is black... In the comics, let him be black in the movies. All right, I don't want to see like Aquaman as a Eskimo. I don't want to see the Flash as a black guy. I just don't want to see that. I want it. I want the movies to be um, true to the comic. And here's what I wrote about that man, with the exception of. Wonder Woman 1984, all the other comic book movies for 2020 look like five-star garbage. Um, DC uh, Comics totally messed up Justice League. I understand that racial diversity is good, but Aquaman is not Samoan. Wonder Woman is not from Israel, and The Flash is not Jewish. I'm not a racist at all, but can we stick to the comics? Just from the standpoint of the character look. Is that asking too much? Is is Green Lantern going to be, um, I don't know, Greek? Um, let's stop the nonsense. Um, there are so many characters in the DC Universe that represent each race. Use one of them. Don't change the great characters to 
something that they're not. I hate when directors change the characters to their liking. What's next? Superman is going to be from Australia? Um, please. No. Again, I love racial diversity. I just want the comic book movies to stay true to the character origin. Alright. I don't think that's asking for too much. I mean, you're not going to make Wolverine... You know, a black guy, and I'm black. So, all right, just like I wouldn't want, say, I don't know. Only guy I can think of right now is uh, Black Lightning. I wouldn't want Black Lightning to be a white dude. You see what I'm saying? I would want him to. Stay black Okay But you know These directors They change things around I don't know why they do that So I mean It's a whole bunch of different movies Coming out Uh, Black Widow And Birds of Prey And um, They can keep all that Wonder Woman Wonder Woman is the only Female Superhero that I really care about Okay She's the only one that gets any kind of You know Recognition from me So uh, We'll see what happens man But thus far from what I've seen Not a good comic book movie slate Alright And Next segment That concludes that segment Here's the last segment does Florida State need a mascot throughout uh, basketball and football games? And here's what I wrote about that. Does Florida State need a mascot throughout games? I don't think the Native Americans in Florida would approve of a white guy doing Native American war dances and war chants. Also, I don't think that an actual Seminole Native American would do it either. So what's the alternative? How about someone dressed up in a renegade costume? I love this idea. Um, I can't be the only Florida State fan that wants a full-time mascot. If um, if anything, just to combat the Gators and the Canes with their mascots. Um, it could just be something to hype up the crowd. Um, I think Doe Campbell needs this as soon as possible. Um, it could be, it could just be the the horse in a football, Florida State football uniform, nothing fancy. Um, and let him do what mascots do, keep the fans energized. Um, I would love to see that, man. Um, I love the, the Chief Osceola renegade thing, dropping the spear in the middle of the field. I love that. Um, but I also would like to see a mascot throughout the game think that would really pump up the crowd and you know in football and basketball games all right so let me know what you think about that that's going to conclude this episode it's available on youtube uh, apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify Podcasts. if you're listening to this on youtube please scroll down to the description click on one of the links and rate review and subscribe i really need you guys to do that for me And as always, 
go Knowles.